0: The places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bush Beat on Radio Tab.
1: Around the beat, 400 left to run. Thornton goes about five away from the rail. She's got the boom straight in the lead. Betterade having a decent crack on the outside. Then Lamborghini even now, and Burnish Gold running on. She's got the boom. Hands and heels currently still in the lead from Betterade and Lamborghini. They can't get her as yet. She's got the boom in front. 50 to go. She's got the boom from Betterade. She's got the boom. The jewel of the crown. Beat home Betterade. photo finish third. Even now, Lamborghini or toe the line. Then Utah Nash. Followed by As I
2: said earlier, a real Heathcote shot in the arm, and that's exactly what you want. That's that sort of result you want leading into a sale at the Gold Coast with uh, Spirit of Boom siring both the two-year-old and the three-year-old dual winner. Of course, Rob Heathcote's very promising horse. Since it had the throat operation, the horse can't be stopped. Prince of Boom. So it's all happening at the Gold Coast. That's where we're heading first up on Bushbeat because Rob Lux there and, of course, a big um, um, or large group of people, I should say, from central Queensland, including broadcaster and journalist Tony McMahon. But Rob Lux with us from the coast. Good morning, Rob.
3: Thank you, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. And what a way to start the weekend leading into the Acutus Magic Million sales that uh, got underway yesterday on the Gold Coast. Hearing she's got the boom bred by Runa Lodge, taking the cutest two-year-old on Saturday. A fantastic win. Of course, Prince of Boom, we all know the story there for the Heathcote Stable. Four from second, having his second run September, taking the three-year-old. And look, there's a good story behind She's Got the Boom. I'll just relate to you quickly because I love the fact that this cuter sale is finally totally accepted and people really understand it. And she is the total product, this particular uh, filly. She's by Spirit of Boom out of Rose's Charm. Now, Rose's Charm is a golden archer mare, and she also came through the acutest sale. I'm pretty sure it was around 2018 as a $20,000 purchase you could have got her. She was a lovely big yearling. She was a metropolitan winner in Brisbane. Uh, Injury issues caused an early retirement. She goes to spirit of boom. Runa Lodge puts her up for sale last year. Uh, Weren't happy with the $60,000. They thought so much of this filly. Passed in at $60,000 and ended up being raced by the stud and um, and own various owners involved. And what a celebration they put on uh, for the crowd on Saturday and well-deserved, I know, uh, and speaking to them at the sales. They're absolutely rapt. I know, very nervous the day before uh, with uh, She's Got the Boom running, but she is an exciting filly. And I love the fact she's a total cutest purchase uh, with the dam coming through the sale as well. And as we know, Prince of Boom are uh, With this win, gave the double the spirit of boom, and as you would expect, that led to a lot of interest in the spirit of booms. In fact, he took the uh, highest price, Colt, at $180,000 by uh, Imanimis. Uh, of course, for, for uh, the uh, Golan uh, Racing Team, and they also picked up the Dan Teeb's Treasure for 140,000. And I think the lowest spirit of boom might have been around about 37,000. Of course, the races themselves uh, gave better than ready a good exposure. Second, third, and fourth, and the 2 year two-year-old um, Jewel. And he had a good result with Clinton Taylor picking up the uh, Hearts and Diamonds uh, for $125,000. Uh, but we've got more that we can report on that particular sale in a moment. More to come in the show, of course, a little bit later on where you'll hear Jeff Felix getting five of six up at Cloncurry. Uh, Chinchilla, congratulations to that club having its first ever TAB meeting where a training double to Corey and Kyrie, Kylie Guerin. Gary Guerin winning the first race on Mar Baby. And, of course, in Townsville on Friday, Penny Agua bounced back to winning form at good odds, mind you. Uh, Great to see that champ back in form. And the two-year-old Missile Thunder for Tom Headley, who was very active at the sales, made it three in a row. Kristen Swaffer. Uh, a double, a riding double. Charlie Hoffman, a training double. Uh, but coming back to the sales, uh, Steve, we've got Tony McMahon with us this morning, who, of course, was out at Springshire on Saturday as well. But I'll get Tony's wrap-up. We'll have a quick look at the sales, the averages, et cetera. Good morning to you, Tony. Uh, good
0: morning, Rob. Yes, I'm out at the sales at the moment, and uh, people are starting to come in already. So a uh, beautiful day out here. So anyone around the Gold Coast uh, get out here, it's going to be a magic day.
3: Tony, the sales again are producing fairly decent results across the board. The average coming in on the first day thirty nine thousand six hundred and seventy nine the median thirty thousand these were slightly down on last year. I think the average last year about forty seven thousand the median about thirty five or thirty six But if you look for the quality, you had to pay for it
0: oh certainly there's no doubt about that uh, robin there was there was quality. Uh before our eyes all the time, and there's going to be much more quality today. I'll be very surprised if that average doesn't rise today. Uh, From a Rockhampton perspective, um, and probably a tip for today too, Clinton Parler has an up-and-coming, almost up-and-coming. He's already there, uh, trainer in Rockhampton. He outlaid $125,000 yesterday for a better-than-ready colt, which is a full brother a horse he's got in today in the last race at Callaghan Park in Rock Rockhampton. That's the tip of ever I've seen one. Its name is in order. It's in the last at Callaghan Park today. It cost 120000 hundred and twenty thousand a yearling, and the full brother yesterday cost 125000 hundred and twenty-five. Graham Green, gee, he was active, the most active I've seen. Graham, he bought four uh, a Kabashi for fifteen thousand. He got an inscription for twelve thousand. I can't believe he got that so cheaply. A lovely santo sauce for thirty, and a better than ready for forty. And uh, also, Tom Button, we still claim him as being a Rockhampton boy, had his first race ride at Dingo many years ago. He bought two Powers, uh, one for 25,000, one for thirty, and one of them is a half over the Valley Rattler. Uh, who's just ready to win. Probably be very hard to beat the three-year-old championships in Rockhampton in a couple of weeks' time. But, yeah, a lot of country people here. A lot, uh, I know of our group, said they missed out yesterday, but, see, they're, they're keen to get amongst it today, so it's going to be a bumper day.
3: I'm missing out myself yesterday, Tony, and it sounds like it'll be hard again today. But I see also young Tom Smith from Rockhampton. What a great effort for him to get his horse up second in the two-year-old.
0: Wasn't that fantastic? He's only 21. He's got a huge future, the son of the uh, trainer Fred Smith, a, a great horseman from up there, and uh, Tom's been on a horse. He's Ellie Smith, who was the uh, champion apprentice jockey here in Rockhampton. He's Ellie's sister. It's a real racing family, better Rain, um, Stewie Knobs and John Howard giving it to young Tom. He won two up there, two seconds, and came and got second in the big race on, uh, on Saturday in the Atlas T-Rod. He was over the moon. And $90,000 a second. I mean, the money is just amazing. I know Thomas spoke to him uh, last night. He bought a say yesterday and he's got a shopping list again today
3: yeah i was um i was just uh, impressed by the the run of that particular horse there but what I was impressed also out of the sale yesterday tony um the first in the first season range um jungle cat a lot of interest in the telemon product miss lucy lot two o one and going for a hundred thousand a good result for that particular stallion and other ones by him as well. Uh, getting the results, but I, I also noticed some well known names of trainers they were picking up some real value uh, lots between the 10 and 20,000 mark, as well as then reaching out up towards the 100,000 mark. There's
0: no doubt about that. Uh, Rex Lippey, he got one, I think, for 9,000 and 12,000. You're right, you're spot on there, Rob. Uh, and there's value to of, values of money there. I mean, I can recall my own. I bought a $5,000 one and a $9,000 one And between them from this sale. They won. Um, almost three quarters of a million. So, yeah, it's a great thing. You can see some bargains, but you've got to be here to see them. That's the most important thing.
3: Yeah, and it will be on again. We're about to get ourselves get out there and uh, inspect the last few because we uh, we won't be with Bushbeat the whole day today. But you were out at Springshore on the weekend. And, of course, it's one of your favourite meetings. There's some Patrick's meeting out there at Springshore. I know across the board there were some... Uh, smaller numbers uh, were some of the results or some of the meetings on the weekend, but still some very good racing out there at Springshore. just take us through that meeting and what took your right, eye, Tony?
0: Yes, yeah, I'll do, Rob. Well, you're right about the small fields. That's been predominant uh, uh, this way recently. But, gee, the biggest crowd, they had something like 1,100 people there. It was... I'm just in awe of those people out there. So 69 St. Patrick's Day race meeting, Terry Hoare and his hard-working voluntary committee. You know all about that. Uh, they had a fabulous day, and they closed up shop. Terry told me yesterday I left the race course at 11.30 on uh, Saturday night. Uh, the crowd partied on, so it would have been a very successful day for them. Uh, I was delighted to see a uh, young uh, Nikki Seymour, a, a young lady jockey. Um, she was off the scene for two years, decided to make a comeback, and she rode a double, and that was the first winner back the first one, which was Jack of Diamonds, raced by Bill and Diane Austen, and uh, the Austins are great. They've got 60 horses. they raced them all over Australia, but they've always uh, maintained their loyalty for central Queensland, and Jack of Diamonds, it won the uh, Billy's Tavern Maiden Plate. The nine of a glorious trophy. A watch went to the winner, to the winning owner, and I know Guy Austin was elated. Uh, Nicole Seymour uh, won that uh, on that horse, and uh, it's a slew big horse, and I think it cost plenty of a yearling, too. But it did one very well trained by Glenda Bell and Nikki Seymour. She's now with uh, Tracy Simmons up there. at uh, Ed Mackay, she won the other race for Glenda Bell on Carino in the Benchmark 55, a horse by Deep Field. I mean, beautifully bred horses. And uh, Ed won very, very well too. So she was absolutely delighted. She got the prize for being the leading jockey in the day. The The bracelet handicap, which is always the main race at Springshore over the years. Uh, this was uh, taken out by um, Side Trip written by Chris McGyver. I just haven't got the results yet. Side Trip, I'm sure. Yeah, Chris McGyver. Yeah, Chris McGyver. Uh, trained by Bevan Johnson, who we know goes all over the place. It uh, looked uh, quite impressive. It'll probably win again soon. And earlier in the card, we had the maiden. Now, a few upsets out there. Uh, this all started at about uh, $10. Plenty of ticker. Trained by um, uh, um, Jessica Lee Brand at Roma, ridden by Luke Miller, who's moved down from the Northern Territory. Never met him before. Gee, he's a lovely fellow. And uh, he went straight to the front. Jessica Lee Brand's third, uh, third race winner as a trainer. And later in the day, unfortunately, Luke got uh, injured. He was taken to hospital, uh, not seriously injured, uh, thank goodness, And a horse called Prince of Venus. That was in Carino's race uh, that uh, became unruly in the enclosure. He got uh, thrown, uh, had a bleed from the nose, no concern. He might have had concussion. They took him off to the local hospital, but he was released that night. And He rode a chinchilla yesterday, but geez, he's a really nice young man. Uh, it was a delight to, to meet him. And the Morgan Butler was another jockey riding up there, so... Uh, great to see these fellows traveling and uh, and supporting the country racing circuit but no fabulous meeting Uh, i love going there it's vibrant there's color as i've said before it's a kaleidoscope of color and it's hard to believe getting home at nine o'clock on um saturday night from Springshaw and being at the gold coast the next morning at the sales (laughs) uh,
3: we knew you'd be be down here pretty properly tony and a vision is a good (laughs) win for sheryl rogers trained and ridden as well on that program Wasn't, wasn't
0: that lovely i mean Cheryl, as I think we can say with the greatest of respect, is uh, the, the uh, a battler. Uh, she has only six horses in work now. She was definitely a trainer, a jockey. But I'm delighted to see hard-working individuals like Cheryl. I remember her when she was apprentice to Harold Norman, who I'll be talking to here at the Gold Coast today. She said, "Make sure you talk to Harold," which I will be doing. But she uh, she showed initiative on this horse. Um, a couple of horses were beating. She whizzed around the outside and, and went to the front and uh, got the money on a drop horse. So, uh, yeah, good on Cheryl. That was lovely to see.
3: Well, I know we've both got uh, yearlings that we want to go and be checking out. Tony, it's great to have you on again this morning. I'll, uh, I'll let you get a head start on me and get set up in there. Uh, good luck today with your purchases.
0: Thank you very much, Robin. Uh, once again, thank you for having me on the show. It's always a delight to talk to Bushbeat. And uh, I know I get so much feedback from the country people who, who love the show. They, they really, really do. It's a credit to you.
3: It's all due to the input from all of us, Tony. So great to have you on again. And, uh, yeah, leave a couple of lots for me today, mate.
0: (laughs) Well, she must be obeyed. My wife has told me I've got to leave all the lots.
3: Danny McMahon on with us this morning, of course, uh, down here at the sales and reporting on Springshore. And, of course, there'll be plenty more racing coming up this week. Today we've got the Rocky Tab meeting, Friday the uh, Townsville Tab meeting, Saturday a Cairns TAB meeting with the non-tabs uh, at Alpha, where I'm heading to, Monto, the Burnett to Beach race day, and the Roma picnics, and, of course, at Warwick. Steve, I've got to get myself in and uh, organised for the sale uh, with the, uh, the lots coming through. I've got to find myself one today. And, of course, we're going to leave you with uh, Andrew Watts to uh, conduct the review of the Longreach and Concurry meetings and a little bit later in the program, uh, Paul Dolan coming on to cover S. So if anyone wants to contact me for Country Racing News, uh, email me at Barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Good morning to you, Steve. Good morning, listeners.
2: Thank you, Rob. Yeah, it be a great time down there. Real buzz at the Gold Coast at the March Yearling and That horse that uh, Tony mentioned, Tony McMahon, racing at Rockhampton where Clint Taylor bought the relation, paid a lot of money for it. That horse in order is race seven number five. It's chasing five wins in a row and currently it's $3 favourite, equal favourite with Brigolo Boy, but in order was the horse that Tony was referring to there, race seven number five around $3.
0: The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. I want to be
4: a Jeep three wide. Fabs Cowboy in the middle and Zillator there, the first three. Here's Echo Point coming around the outside, four deep. The race looks in that quartet into the straight and 350 to go. And Echo Point cruises up on the outside of Fabs Cowboy. I want to be a Jeep and Zillator. But Echo Point drops him with 150 to go. Got three, four leagues in front of my. I want to be a Jeep and fabs cowboy but have a look at this go echo point through the line wins by five and a quarter over fabs cowboy another spanking and then we had third in the event i want to be a jeep zilla tour next to last was gypsy biker and saha
2: yeah there you go long reach last weekend there's a lot of interest in fabs cowboy He actually looked well weighted uh, in the race but that horse echo point previously with gay and adrian in sydney it's only had a handful of starts for Todd Austin, uh, dominant in that performance. So I'm really keen to talk to Andrew Watts on Bushbeat. How are you, Andrew? Uh, good morning, Steve. And, uh oh, it was a breathtaking win. And I was much the same as you when I did
4: the form for the race. You look at a horse that's won 46 races. I know we know all know the Fabs Cowboys story versus basically a Class 1 horse. And, you know, I was tilted to Fabs Cowboy and wishing him one for that win number 47. But this horse... Um, who won in Barcaldon on debut for Todd Austin by a massive margin, six lengths over the mile. Uh, Went to Rockhampton and was unlucky at Doom and first up on Saturday, uh, it was an absolute demolition job. And, Steve, you know when you watch a horse through the line and you think that horse is absolutely flying, that was the case with Echo Point.
2: Yes, as I mentioned, well, he's by Sebring from a Dubai destination mare, previously with, with Gay and Adrian, where basically he left as a as a maiden, didn't he? He won a maiden at uh, Kembler Grange back in April of um, last year.
4: Yeah, they yeah. they paid, I think, around the 20000 for this horse, which, you know, it's quite expensive, I'd say, for, for a horse out here in the West, but they certainly have high aspirations with this fellow. Um, he looks to be headed off to the Birdsville Cup, uh, edition one, uh, on April 11. So that's the next step for Echo Point. He'll get in really well. Uh, and that race probably be on the minimum 56 kilos. And uh, look, he's going to be mighty hard to beat. A uh, big shout out to Kerrod Power and uh, the owners. Kerrod's doing a wonderful job out west here, um, getting new people into racing. Um, a lot of old school friends and, and a lot of colleagues he's met along the way. So uh, the, the, the uh, team there, Maddie Miller's in there with um, Marcel Chandler and of course Benny Palmer. Uh, they're in for a really good ride with Echo Point.
2: Mm. Andrew, the betting sort of told us so before the race, didn't it? He was a dollar sixty Echo Point result. Old Fabs, as you said, chasing Win Forty Seven, with started four dollars in the race.
4: Yeah, exactly right. They both opened around the even money quote, and yeah, Fabs Cowboy out the door to four dollars and uh, Echo Point, a uh, lot of lot of on course support there, and uh, and uh, certainly greeted his supporters uh, well and truly there.
2: Mm, well, that was certainly the highlight. A horse uh, you'd think would be no betting when it turns up at Birdsville, uh, <laughs> Echo Point in a suitable race over the coming weeks. Tell me about some of the other highlights there at Longreach on the weekend, Andrew.
4: Let's have a look at the results, starting with race one. And Scenic Sight was a really good winner for Billy Johnson and Robbie Farr. That was the first leg of Robbie's winning double. Uh, Ground through the line, he's he's known over a bit longer, uh, so he'll be popping up again in the coming weeks. Beat Nixie's boy, who was second up on Saturday and and ran a really credible second. And Zebane, who hasn't really done his best racing on the dirt, uh, looked a winner at the 100, where he just got a needle eye gap but uh, couldn't finish it off, but only beaten 0.4 of lengths for Todd Austin and Brooke Richardson. Race two was a dominant winner for Rosa uh, for Todd Austin and Rick McMahon. That was the first leg of Todd's winning double and uh, Rick's sole winner for the day. Beat Dory and Uh Rosa Rea, who hadn't run a place in seven career starts, uh, joined the Todd Austin team mid-last year. They've held on to it and... Uh, Won really, really well, uh, racing away by three lengths and uh, certainly be winning a Class B, I'd imagine, wherever it goes next start. Good win on the program was in Race 3 by No Innuendo. Now, one thing I noticed here, out of the eight starters in this cutest race, all eight were cutest registered, which is fantastic to see uh, those cutest bred horses uh, making their way out to the bush. Trained by Mark Oates in Longreach, owned by Julie Egling. This one was Robbie Farr, the second leg of his winning double. Beat Blade Man, uh, these two runners uh, did go to the line together, but no innuendo was uh, strong through the line to hold off Blade Man. And Satine, uh, who presented as the winner at the 150, uh, just petered it on its run to run third, <clears throat> but a much impressed proved run there by Satine. And the last race on the program was probably the winner of the day, to be honest. Uh, Mandeville Rocker, uh, trained by Tony and Nathan Schofield, uh, owned in partnership by um, Snow and Murray uh, Hall in Calden Mandeville Rocker atoned from a really good second at Blackall on the season opener. Uh, to come from an impossible position, turning for home was settled last. Uh, had five in front of it, but missing and weaved a weave to passage uh, to drop on the leader. Surprise selection, who looked all over a winner uh, with 50 to go to get the chocolates uh, over Surprise Selection and get in the groove, uh, finished in third position. But uh, out of the ra- out of the race, um, races there at Longreach on Saturday, Steve. Definitely Echo Point, the one to follow.
2: Mm, no doubt. That rock rocker favourite punters were cheering as well. I see it started odds-on, did it in the last...
4: Three fifty into that quote of a uh, dollar seventy, so yeah, plenty of confident money around the ring, and I love I love seeing a good betting move on the, on the country tracks. Um, uh, lots of owners there on track for both Echo Point and Mandeville Rocker on Saturday. I often and Saturday. like to pockets full.
2: Yeah, I often like to look at Rick McMahon's stats, given, given his profile, particularly when he was riding in Brisbane many many seasons ago. This season, he's had hundred and twenty five rides, Rick McMahon, for thirty two winners. 22 seconds and 21 thirds. Of course, you mentioned that winner he rode there. Um, Rose Sarava started favourite. But, of course, the previous week he had a real day out, didn't he, at Bar Calden, I think, riding four winners there. Uh,
4: yeah. Rick he, look, he's, as we know, he's, he's an incredible talent. I probably... Um, weight has, has been his problem. He sits on fifty-seven and a half, fifty-eight 58 kilos at the moment, which is which is okay, um, you know, for, for out west here when your top weights have got the 61, 62 kilos. It's just hard to translate that weight um, to provincials and um, and obviously metropolitan. So we're blessed to have him out here in the west. And I know he's playing lots of tennis at the moment to keep his weight down. And, uh, oh, look, um, it, it is fantastic to mm. have him out here in the west.
2: Well, it was all about Jeff Felix, wasn't it? Klein Curry on the weekend end. Andrew.
4: Yeah, um, Cloncurry had their opening meeting for the season and a big shout-out to, to Luke Daniels and all his team up there at the Cloncurry. Um, they, do, they do a wonderful job uh, with fashions and um, and race days and uh, great to see them back on the calendar for this year. And, uh, yeah, Jeff Felix riding five of the six winners. And he I think last year, Prairie, I think it was, he rode five out of the five. So uh, he, he knows how to kick a winner home. And uh, in race one, it was on Makota Rose, which gave Mel Berry her first win as a trainer. Um, Ridden by Jeff Felix, that was the first of five, won by a nose as a dollar eighty favourite over Sun Lily and Mashani Dude in third. Uh, race two was the first leg of a winning double for Jay Morris. Uh, Jay, uh, one of those trainers up there in the northwest, who has a, a wonderful strike rate, just a tad over forty percent uh, winners to runners. It's incredible. This one owned by the Corson family, Fabra, uh, who won as a dollar seventy favourite by three and three quarter lengths over Dollar Dream and Flash Ombre. Uh, race three was a, a running double for the Clawson Colours uh, for Jay Morris, this time with Power Station, another newcomer to the stables. Uh, that was Felix's third win of five. Uh, won by a length as a dollar sixty favourite over Words Unspoken and Improved run for Justin Borden and, and Greg Waters and Liz's Delight for Kerry Crow and Denny Ballard in third beat in some two lengths. Uh, race four on the card uh, was the fourth of Felix's winners. Uh, this one, Bold Sam, who's uh, made it back-to-back after a good win at Mount Isa last weekend, trained by Jason Babarovic, and uh, take, took the cutest money as well and uh, great to see Barra having a bit of success as a trainer as well. He's uh, obviously on the sidelines as a jockey. Uh, Boyle over here uh, started $7, bold Sam, beat the odds on pop full of fire for Stephen Royce and Jason Hooper by two and a half lengths and Farfar um, starting to get out in journey now. We'll be uh, winning a race mm. soon for Tanya Parry and Terry Hill.
2: Yeah. Andrew, just on Jason Babarovic. Uh, as I said, I remember when he was riding in Brisbane, uh, many many years ago. So you said he's got a dual license now. Has he had many runners as a trainer, Jason? Uh, Jason's probably got four
4: or five in work. He was one of the first ones to take out the dual license.
2: Okay. Um,
4: up there in the northwest, um, he's had reasonable success with with um, with limited stock horses like Bold Sam. Uh, he's done really really well with.
2: Um, but he, he's a good horseman, Barra, and a, a very good bush jockey. Mm. Well, this horse spoiled the uh, party for Jeff Felix riding the program, Craigley Altona. Yeah,
4: but another jockey legend took <laughs> took the honours there with uh, Keith Ballard riding Craigley Altona uh, for Tanya Parry. Uh, started seven dollars, Craigley Altona, which is pretty good value for this horse. A um, horse that does do his best racing at Cloncurry. Um, came out and won the Open uh, Handicap, the Hallmark Trailers Open Handicap, by two lengths over Capset, Set, um, who started odds on for Stephen Royce and Jeff Felix. And uh, the old Wicked wiki never runs a bad race for Tanya Parry and Danny Ballard in third beat in some three and a quarter lengths. But it didn't take uh, Felix long to be back in the winner's circle uh, in race six. He was on nice attire, horse going great guns at the moment for Sean Royce. Uh, One by a length, starting $5 over my Ola Millie for Tanya Parry and uh, Keith Ballard, and Miss Flawless uh, for Tanya Parry and Terry Hill, uh, a length and a half away in third beat. All honours with Jeff Felix. Uh, on the program, a couple of horses to watch. I think uh, two of the winners on the day for Jay Morris are Favre and also Power Station. Looks like they have a little bit of upside uh, for the coming weeks. Mm, they'd
2: have a decent representation, wouldn't they, at Birdsville? That stable?
4: <laughs> well, it's it's a bit funny, Steve, because um, due to programming, Northwest are racing on the Saturday at Max Welton. Now, the Max Welton prize money is pretty good. I think the Maxi Cup's worth about 9500 and with Birdsville being on the Sunday and the Monday, uh, it does create a little bit of a problem. And I guess people will start taking into consideration the price of fuel when uh, thinking of a round trip to Birdsville. Yeah,
2: true. Mm. Uh, yes,
4: yeah, so it's going to be very interesting to see what transpires there um, over that two-day card mm. to Birdsville. I, I, I hope that the nomination has come in thick and fast, but uh, a lot of the, the – um, you'll always get – people to birdsville um even if it's a marbles competition but with the with the horse racing side of things the, the key factor to the the river circuit a lot of the time is birdsville and beduri as well as um batuta and it creates that circuit whereas that doesn't exist at this um first birdsville so fingers crossed they get the nominations
2: i was just thinking how much would a litre of fuel just normal fuel be unleaded out some of those country harriers in queensland
4: um, Birdsville currently about $1.85 a litre. Um, That's sorry, cheaper than Brisbane. No, no,
2: no. Sorry, $2.85 <laughs> a That's better. I was almost <laughs> going to drive there to get some.
4: <laughs> uh, long reach at the moment, about
2: $2.40 a litre. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you certainly... It's not something I once took notice of. You just pull in when you needed fuel. I never looked at what price it was, but now it's one of those things that, I've got those 7-Eleven apps where you try to lock in the best price, but uh, <laughs> it's amazing the money you can save sometimes by doing that at the right time.
4: Oh, yeah. 100%. And yeah. it is such a it is such a big cost when you're talking about, the you know, the tyranny of distance out here between tracks. So, um, yeah, interesting times ahead, that's for sure. Mm,
2: lovely to talk to you this morning. Thanks for that comprehensive report, Andrew. Thanks, Steve. Andrew Watts looking at Longreach where Fab's cowboy was rolled but by a, a horse that's seemingly going to knock up winning races uh, for Tolos and Echo Point and looking back at the program there as well. Uh, with um, Justin, um, Jeff Felix, I should say, had a wonderful day out at Cloncurry on the weekend. All but one winner. Almost rode the card. And that horse he was beaten on was odds on as well. And also night attire. I kept looking at that horse thinking, I'm sure I remember it for some reason. I do. I think I was there working for Sky the day that it won a maiden at the Sunshine Coast going back to April 2016. I just looked it up. Liam Birchley trained the horse at that time. It's won quite a few races up there now. Seven races, in fact, total, and um, one there uh, for Jeff Felix. One of his winners there at Cloncurry. A nine-year-old now, Night Attire by Pins.
0: People, the places, and everything that makes country
2: racing great. This is
3: Bushbeat.
2: I forget who I was talking to recently on Racing Active, and we were talking about Esk, and I remember the day they used to have a hospital day there many years ago, and it was huge. Everyone used to talk about it. Of course, Esk did race on the weekend, and Paul Dolan's joining us. Good morning, Paul. Good day, Steve. Good morning, all. Yes, that was that a MARTA hospital day that was sort of became legendary. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was always held in July at a non-TAB meeting. It just became known as Nurses Day. The nurses had a big day out. About probably 10 busloads came from Brisbane for the occasion. It fell by the wayside, Steve, oh, probably about 15 years ago for a couple of reasons. The licensing... like You know, you get 6,000 people there and you just couldn't control where they could go and where they couldn't go with drinks in hand, et cetera. And the licensing commission used to come up and um, sort of crack the whip. And also the... Um, uh, the, the insurance, you know, the insurance for uh, injuries and such things on the day. Plus, they had to hire that many toilets. They could, they, they couldn't get them. They couldn't find them. <laughs> in yeah. a way, the day yeah. was too successful. You needed
2: Kenny, the poo man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made of made of yours, is he? <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that movie? Uh, I can't think now. Um, it'll come to me in a moment. Anyway, Paul, some of the highlights at Esk there on the weekend. Yeah, I'll just go through. And give the, the just the, called the, the, Kenny, the, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so.
1: Uh, there was five races, Steve. We'll just highlight the winners. So uh, The first race, this is funny. It, well, not to some. The S bookmakers, there's five of them. Ken Ferris, Wayne Gannon, Terry Lucas, John O'Sullivan and Tony Purvis. They sponsored the first race. The S bookmakers maiden plate, and, of course, the favourite won it. So they, they would have probably oh, won the Wayne would be race. blowing
2: up, Wayne Gannon. <laughs> he, he never would do that.
1: <laughs> anyway, the winner was Cool Espresso. Kenji Yoshida for Toowoomba trainer, Daryl Leggett. Started $2.80 favourite and... Uh, got home from um, his grace and in third placing was Miss Furiosa, cool espresso trained um, over in Toowoomba. So that was Kenji Yoshida riding the first winner. Now, the second race was a 800 metres race and um, Kenji was on the $2.10 favourite and the horse reared up as the starter said go and uh, went round without Kenji. So he gone. From, we didn't actually fall, but he parted company with the horse. Aqua Lady, she was declared a runner. She was unharmed, but um, we did you do back to her. Remember, Mary was the winner, Emma McPherson, for Brian O'Zell from Toowoomba. Sat three wide in the 800 metres race, but was still too strong in their own home. Now we get to a couple of interesting little stats. You know I like to point out mm. quirky things, Steve. The third race, the Desmore Memorial, uh, in memory of a, a, a real great stalwart of race um, of Racing, who we lost in 2019. a capacity field of 12, and the second emergency got the start and got the money. You don't see that too often at the non-TAB meetings. A horse called Flick. Trained by uh, Kim Ford over there at Wandai and ridden by Shannon Steffen with a two-kilo claim. Inside barrier, led all the way, started $17. So I suppose the book, has got some money back there. But there was the second emergency winning. And then in the next race, the fourth emergency got a start, would you believe, and also won. So I don't know what the odds are. He also drew barrier one, a horse called Credible. Started $15. Brooke Ainsworth aboard for Matthew Dunn from Desert. So the, the second emergency won the third race and the fourth emergency ran the fourth race. I don't think I've ever seen that happen mm. at a uh, at a country meeting. What well, was good, too, the field sizes for some of these races were big, weren't they? Yeah, they were, yeah, but not so much in the last. There was only six in the last, but it was, it was the closest finish of the day. And the winner was every now and then Olivia Kendall for Vic Heading from Toowoomba. Now, Olivia, we've highlighted this before, or Rob and Tony have, that she's got a really good strike rate and she's now including that win at Esk, had 10 wins from her past 54 starts. So Olivia Kendall, a two-kilo claimer, but she won't be a two-kilo claimer much longer. There wasn't a huge crowd there on Saturday, Steve, probably for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, Ipswich raced. It's only about 80 Ks up the road. I don't know why Esk and Ipswich would be put on the same day, but anyway, maybe that could be changed next year. Uh, Carmel Lynch is the president of the, Ipswich, of the Esk Jockey Club nowadays, and that raises a point, Steve, I'll put to you. Um... I have heard of ladies, females, being chairman or presidents of clubs, but not too
2: often. It's certainly rare, isn't it? Well, I remember Mary Collier was the chairman of the, the Brisbane... In the, I'm talking about the Metro Racing, uh, the Brisbane Racing Club, for a period of time. And yeah, of she was a trailblazer. Yeah, she's now the yeah, board of the
1: merge, Tats Club, if, yeah. Yeah, before the merge with Eagle Farm. And a lady named Leanne Modelo was the chairman in Bundaberg. I think she had two stints at that. But I can't think of any others. I think there might have been one out um, Longreach away, but we can't just asked rob at the moment but carmel lynch's uh, lynch family have been involved at esk for a long long time her husband graham's the track manager and they do a terrific job and carmel stepped up from treasurer and secretary to become the, the president yeah, but, you know most committees most race club committees do have some female involvement and i'm actually on the committee at kilcoy as most people probably know we're a committee of seven sorry a committee of eight of which two are women and six are blokes but you know, any woman who wants to put her hand up and join mm-hmm. the committee at Kilcoy or anywhere else are usually welcome. And um, they, uh, most clubs do have some women, but for them to actually assume the position of president uh,
2: it's a rarity i think yeah it's a bit like what we used to chat about paul you know female race callers and that i was often surprised you know, we have got the lady in new zealand that does a good job with the greyhounds and because her family are involved in the greyhound industry and of course victoria Shaw seems to be the only girl behind the mic microphone calling races at the moment a lot of heels down the straight there yeah i'm sure if any uh, I... any uh, women or girls uh, were keen on race calling
1: and they had some ability at it if they approached you know, they like, not so much me now, but the likes of Anthony Collins and Josh Fleming, they, they don't, they'd give them a hand for mm. sure. I think you Quite told me one right day direction. that Lynn
2: Keep was going
1: to be have a go at it. Uh, she got cold feet at the last minute, but anyway, she was going to call a dog race. Yeah. Now, one other thing, Steve, before I leave you. Yes. Uh, one thing I like about uh, get, calling the country meetings is you're not under the pressure to stay upstairs all day and be... Uh, you know, entering the phone and giving price fluctuations down the line and everything else. You can you can wander around between the races. And before the first there on Saturday, the, the two clerks of the course horses were just under the shade of a tree, so I went over to have a yarn to the clerks of the course and I pushed, there was a grey horse and a, and a bay horse and I thought, the girl with the horse, I thought, I, I know you. Anyway, it turned out, after a bit of detective work, she didn't want to tell me who she was, or she did, but sort of did. Uh, she didn't want me prying too much, but it was Mandy Radica who was a star yes. apprentice. All those years ago, she was the uh, leading apprentice in Brisbane uh, against the, uh, the males back in 2007, 2008, I think it was. Anyway, Mandy um, sadly had some, some accidents which uh, mm. made her retire from racing and uh, when, when I, when I recognised who she was, I said, um, you know, um, you, what, what, why are you here? She said, I actually, well, she's working as the clerk of the course, but she said she rode her very first winner at Esk and I asked her do you know remember the name of the horse and she said yes it was called East West Wisdom i probably called it but i don't really uh don't, don't, don't recall it, but uh, Mandy was a, a trip back in time to go back to Esk where she rode her very first yeah, winner. She rode a have been lot of early. winners
2: for Pat Duff, of course, and uh, her partner, yeah. Justin Stanley. And she's actually she's got a close friendship with a lady called uh, Sharon Livingston out there in Brisbane who trains that horse that sits like a dog um, that went a Thelwell, that went around at the Magic Millions that's back in trading again. So, you yeah, I, I read into her, oh, it would have been maybe a year or two ago at a function. So it was great to yeah. catch up with her again. But she, as you said, very talented. Yeah, she's she's involved in a few a few
1: few mm. little uh, little tasks like um, breaking in and uh, and and sort of mentoring or tutoring horses which have got a bit of a problem with waywardness. She's a
2: she's a hands on horse person. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, Mary, just clarifying that with Mary, she was the chairman of the Brisbane Turf Club 2003 to 2008. Paul, there you go. But that's interesting. Yeah, well known mm. businesswoman around town. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for that, Paul. Appreciate it. See you later, Steve. Yeah, Paul Dolan uh, wrapping up Bushbeat for this week. I hope you enjoyed the program. If you are heading out to buy or have a look, you don't have to necessarily buy. It's always good to people watch at some of those those sales events. Just reiterating some of the highlights that we did point out uh, today on Bushbeat. uh, Jeff Felix, that's a great job, almost right in the program. Five from six. And he's uh, second, as I mentioned, he's second place getter there. Uh, was, was odds on as well. Jay Morris just churning out more winners there at Cloncurry. Reach, double to Robert Farr, training double to Todd Austin, including that horse that defeated Fabs Cowboy that's heading to Birdsville. Of course, that's Springshaw. Uh, Double to Nicole Seymour, Glenda Bell with Jack of Diamonds and Carino Innesvale Tab meeting Saturday was abandoned. Of course, we should point that out. Uh, Due to weather and state of the track, Chinchilla. I watched some of the coverage there yesterday. I thought they did a good job out there with that grass track. Michael Charge and Kian Holland were out there covering the the meeting for Sky. So that must have been a massive thrill uh, for those, everyone involved with that Chinchilla Race Club and, um, of course, the training double to Corey and Kylie Guerin as well. That's uh, worth noting. And Townsville last Friday, uh, what about Penny, Penny Agua uh, winning first up? He's a quality horse and he was simply too classy there first up last week. And Tom Headley's two-year-old Missile Thunder could be won right out of the box. We spoke to Tom ear- earlier making it three from three. So he'll run again next month. In, en route to that very rich prize money race up there during the Winter Carnival Missile Thunder in North Queensland. A riding double to Kristen Swaffer, and also a training double to Charlie Hoffman as well. Of course, we're racing at Rockhampton today, Friday. We're at Townsville. Saturday, we've got a Cairns tab meeting, non-tab at Alpha, Monto. Of course, when I see Monto, I think of uh, Ken Russell who uh, started his career out in that area. Of course, that's the Burnett to Beach Race Day Series at Monto, and of course, Roma Picnics in Warwick as well. So that's Bushbeat for this week, the 22nd of March.